You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Gentlemen, boys, and girls, and welcome to what's the name of this podcast? Again? Tales with TR. Not to be confused with Tales with TR, fights, film, and folklore. The book, which is hopefully on its way to being a bestseller, right about now. Amen. In October, it's doing all right. Stick around. I'll tell you how to order it. Actually, I'll start the show with it because I have no agenda. I picked up the microphone. I was walking by the computer again. My podcasts are very sporadic as you know and i'll talk about that later as well as well as the world juniors do i have a guest today no i don't i don't have a guest once again because these aren't planned anymore i'm losing my desire to do these once in a while though i walk by and i go you know what the computer's sitting there i do have a podcast now anyway where was i just starting where was i just going to start Yes, they've been sporadic, and you know that by this point. But anyway, I'll, I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. What I'm going to do this podcast, my microphone doesn't really work that well. So the first part of this podcast, I'm using a microphone, okay? And then I'm going to take it out, and I'm going to use the computer for the last part of it, like the computer speakers, so or the computer microphone. Right now I'm using Audio-Technica. Eh, you know, it's a microphone. I, I don't know anything about microphones. I'm not a musician, nor, well, I guess I do have a podcast, but I, I never pay attention. I've showed up and I've guessed it on shows. I've never once looked, nor give a shit about the microphone. I assume people can hear me if you ask me to come on your podcast or your radio program. Most of the time I'm on my phone anyway. On the off chance I go into a studio like in TV or CBC, I guess CBC. I haven't done many in NTV itself. I'm rambling. I had like four cups of coffee. Um, and have a joint. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, I don't know anything about mics. I know that this one doesn't sound the best half the time. Uh, I think it's shorting out. Something's happening. Um, and if that's the case, well, we'll find out. I'm going to do the second part of this just using the computer speaker. Anyway, let's talk about, let's get right into it. World Juniors. Uh, unfortunately, Canada lost for us Canadians. Outside of that, okay? Outside of that. There's other things to look at. First of all, silver is not a bad thing. I've been in the position, of course, not on the World Junior team. I got thrown out of camp for fighting, and that is a fucking good story. Maybe I'll tell that at the end. Three opportunities, too. What a weird junior experience I had there when it comes to World Juniors, because I was on the, like, under 17. So in under 17, they, they have like parts of Canada. They have Atlantic, Quebec, Ontario, West, which is 
Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and then Pacific, which is Alberta, BC. So Canada, it's just like the World Juniors. Every other team's the same. Team Russia's Team Russia. Team USA is coming in with Team USA. That's why I often say, like, we, we could have a couple of Canadian teams. At the, not that you want one. You know, it's by the World Junior. But, you know, like, that year, particular year, Quebec won. They beat us in triple overtime, I believe. I was playing on the Pacific team because I played in BC when I was 14. And I wanted to have a chance to win, to be honest. Team Atlantic, I love you guys, but it was just slaughter. They lost, like, 10 to nothing. And they didn't – they were so used to losing that, like, they were boozing during the tournament and shit. And I don't know. I just felt I was on BC. I wanted a chance to win a world championship. Or I was – living there some people would consider it a sellout and whatever maybe i did but at the time i had my eyes on the prize i wanted to get drafted i wanted the most successful possible in hockey i wanted a championship whatever that might be whl world championships so anyway that's the way the under 17s but we had five we had five games and i was i was the mvp of three of the games i was player of the game so like i was cruising along then that was my 16 year old year in the whl so uh, like I said, in, in the year, what did I have on the year? I, I had 16 goals, 17 assists in 61 games, maybe. I think I missed like 10 or 11. I was honestly healthy scratch for a couple. I was 16, first of all, the youngest, you know, you could be a major junior. But in 14 and 15, you see, I played in Quinnell Junior, Junior A. So I was playing in the Rocky Mountain League. So it was my third year junior. So I really, you know, when they, when they benched me, I should have been playing better. Even though I was 16, I was a rookie, and most 16-year-olds in the WHL had never played major junior. Most of them came from Bantam. Some came from midget AAA. Me and maybe, I remember Mike McBain, Jason Weimer, ooh, Brad Lukowicz. There wasn't many, man, that played junior the year before. Tyler Willis. There wasn't many of us. Uh, and I was playing for the last two. There was virtually nobody that had been playing junior since 14. So my first year Bantam, I was living out there, as I've mentioned, eight million times on this show. But I was playing, uh, if you want to call it that show. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, by the time I was 16 and major junior, I was over 100 games into my junior life. So uh, I stunk it out a couple times and they benched me. I was, I was a centerman, though. I made the move to wing at, at 17 to play with Lankow, really, which changed everything. But um, I was all right. You know, 16-year-old major junior, and I fought. I fought a lot. I remember 22, 23 fights as a 16-year-old. It was part of the game then. And it really made me stand out in a way because, like, some 16-year-olds get in the odd fight. I don't know if people were taking it. Like, I was one of the team's tough – I hate using tough guy, and, and I'll never use it because I wasn't, like, a tough guy. But I definitely fought a lot, and I might surprise you. And usually they were pretty even. I didn't get shit kicked much, but I didn't do much shit kicking. Most of the fights looked pretty good. And I was doing it to roll up the crowd. I wanted to, you know, or, or to defend my teammate. And when you've done that, you, you know, say someone runs the goalie. If I grab him and fight him, I, whatever. Like, I don't care if I hurt him. It's, it's not like boxing. I want to, like, knock him out. And I just wanted to do it and win or at least put on a show for the fans. So then everybody cheers. You know, you get the momentum and everybody sees that you stood up to the guy. So. I wasn't scared of that. So on my team, much like Rocky Thompson on the other side, Rocky at, at 16 in, in Medicine Hat was – now he was legit one of the tough guys of the division. You could make an argument, as you could in the Eastern Division when I played in Red Deer, that Stephen Pete was one of the toughest. And I was certainly not that. But in the Western Division of the Western Hockey League as a 16-year-old my first year, I – you know, 20-odd fights. I mean, how many more? You know, I, I definitely was up there in fights. 
And I might catch you sleeping. But anyway, anyway, so what I'm saying is that that rounded out my game. So as a 16-year-old, 61 games, I played, played 61 games. I had 16 goals, 17 assists, and uh, 176 minutes, I believe, which was a pretty, with, without tens counted. That was a lot of penalty minutes. They didn't count them in the dub. They wanted to discourage fighting. Um, at least barbaric chaos, line brawls and stuff. Um, which I didn't mind. Um, so anyway, that was my experience. So that year, I still, you know, I made Team Pacific. It was myself, who, who was 16 that played on Team Pacific. Myself, Wade Redden, um, Jerome McGinley, Byron Ritchie. I mean, I'm assuming you know those guys. Uh, Byron Ritchie played a while on the show. Vancouver, he was a pretty good two-way player. Uh, he, was, he was great junior. Byron played with us. Uh, Kyle McLaren played with us. He ended up being a uh, longtime NHLer, Boston and, and San Jose. I believe he was in the Thornton deal. A lot of games, maybe a thousand. Ah, God, who else was on our team? Shane Willis, unbelievable player, man. And, and he had 20 in the show until Scott Stevens put him out. You watch Scott Stevens' top 10, one of them, Shane Willis. Well, Shane was like that. I, I was 22 or 23. He's my age. Quiet guy. And, and just snipe. Like when, when I first went to like under 16 camp and everything, I was like, Jesus, this guy's not very good, but fuck, he could score. I, I, I was frustrated because I was playing junior and a lot of these guys were playing Bantam. So when we went to the camp for the under 17 team, right, I'm naming all these guys. That's what it was. The tournament was at Christmas, just like the World Juniors. So you played the first part of your junior year. But I'm, I'm, I remember thinking like, geez, well, it's not that good. I, and I remember like wanting to go end to end because I was doing that. It's at points in junior, like just grabbing it behind the net. You know, if it was a power play, I'd be the one to get the biscuit and, and, and skate up the ice with it. But in that, it, it, so I went backwards, like in years-wise, because I was playing against Bantams, trying out for this team, but they were all the best Bantams in Western Canada. So it was kind of frustrating. But I'd still lug it. And some guys like Willis wouldn't be, really, he wouldn't skate with the puck. Richie would. Again, I definitely would. Um, but if he got open, he was like Michael Ryder. The, the best comparison I can think I don't want to insult Ryder because maybe maybe Willis only had 20-odd goals. Look it up. Give yourself something to do. Hockey DB, Shane Willis. Great fucking player, though, man. Like, after playing with him for a while, I was like, no wonder. He was kind of like, I wanted to play with him because he got open, it was in. Like, Michael Ryder, he shot right. He'd get over the blue line, and he'd look to shoot. And uh, and it was a cannon. It was He was in the NHL because of it. I, I know that when Stevens hit him, he was shortly after that, he never played again. So I'm, I'm guessing that one led to the other, but I'm not really sure. I haven't talked to Shane since those days. If you're out there, uh, Shane, um, hope you're well. And the uh, concussion symptoms are gone. I could be off there. I, I'm just assuming all that. Um, but anyway, so that happened. So I, I, I had five player of the games in the under-17 part of it. And at, to be honest, when – we played check the final game and we were knocked out. Quebec knocked us out. Jason Doig, Christian Dubay, they, uh, they knocked us off and we played check. I was like, screw this. I, what, I can understand why I got, why people were skeptical on the, on the hockey Canada level, because what did I do? It was the under 17. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to brag. It was a long time ago. Shit changed and who knows, but I'm just saying at that level, for sure. I was third overall in the, in the Western league draft. And I'm telling you, I was one of our, if not our best player in the tournament. Again, three of the five games, right? So I'm not making shit up. But what I would do then in the check game, I was like, I'd always think to myself, there's NHL scouts here. And I was pissed off. So there's a level of that. 
But I think to myself, you know, there's NHL scouts here. So I'm going to put it up. And I'm sure Hockey Canada didn't like that. So it wasn't just that I fought in World Junior Camp a couple years before, like I said. This happened. So we were playing in the bronze medal game, man, and the guy cross-checked me in the ribs. I remember turning around. He didn't understand me. It was team check, but I was like, you know, you're doing that with your cage on. I've been playing junior for three years, motherfucker. Let's go. And he wouldn't. And then I just ripped the cage off him and beat the shit out of him. And I did. And there was no consequence because I'm only, I wasn't suspended. I go back to junior. Dubway John aren't going to suspend me. It's not under the same legislation. And whatever it was, I just, I was a fucking loose cannon like that. And I, I didn't, it wasn't selfish. I figured, okay, the tournament's over. I've done what I can for the team. Now, we're in the bronze medal game. We won the bronze. It was like five to one or something. And I was like, now I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to show people. And you can argue it. But like, you know, the next year I went eighth overall. So I'm, you can argue what I did all you want. Because a lot of people do and they send me messages. And maybe if I have my time back, I can't say I wouldn't fight though, man, because it's part of my personality. If it's, it's, if it's, if it's within the parameters of what people do, if it's not against the culture and the rules, it is kind of against the rules. It's five minutes, but you know what I'm saying? I don't mind. I'll take a punch. I did it. But I don't need to be instigating shit at world events. And, you know, that's, that's always been, I won't say my Achilles heel because I, I make the choice. I like get literally almost a, not every time because I got it. But, you know, before the game, I knew that I might go. Whereas I wasn't thinking that any other game. But I started to think, okay, I've done what I can for Hockey Canada. What am I playing for? I'm playing for the NHL. And, you know, where was that? Our world tournament was in Quebec, in Val d'Or, Amos, and Rwanda Noranda. And I get to pick by Montreal. I'm sure they knew that. It was just a year before. They saw me put it up against Czech Republic. So Hockey Canada didn't like it. But like I said, um, you know, Habs ended up drafting me. It was in Quebec. So do the math. But. So then anyway, that's the 17-year-old. That's the 16-year-old year because year, it's under 17. Then the next year is under 18, right? But, and not only that, under 18 is coming. And, and to be honest with you, I made the first installment to that. I just, I, I hurt my knee. I had a medial collateral tear. So I, I made, I, I did make Team Canada. I can't knock them for not picking me, and I, I wouldn't. I'm just saying my, my stats were definitely superior to most at the time. Right, I come back my 17-year-old year. Now, I had 50 goals, 60 assists. And people look at that, oh, it's great junior stats when you're 19. But that's almost, not unheard of, but it's real rare in your draft year to get the 50. Now, circumstance had to happen to help me there. I, 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 on my second year, I said I was a centerman, my 16-year-old. I go back at 17, and the coach says to me flat out, Bob Lauks. Um, and, and my dad had seen me skate. He, when I told him he wasn't surprised, he said, you come in there, you said you're the big pick, but I, I can't make you the first-line center. Damon Lankow is just a better skater. He's better two-way than you are. And, and he was right. I, I didn't like it at first. I snapped for amongst, you know, not among to my teammates in Bob's office. I was like, what? Give me a shot. Uh, but I, I knew Lanks, though, was, was real good. I, I, my thing was I, I wasn't disputing that Lanks was a better two-way player and a better skater. I just said, like, let me be center on that line, him go wing on the first. But, you know, ego's ego, and I was used to getting what I wanted. I was used to being the best player. It didn't take long to realize that Lanks was a fucking phenom. And I had been up to that point, but I just wasn't a, a good enough skater for it. So I changed my game, man. Ch That's the thing in my draft year, it totally changed. So, which is an odd thing. Like when I left here in Newfoundland and Mount Pearl, a lot of people, like, they kind of paid attention. But when I left and then I went eighth overall, I think they just put two and two together, but they didn't realize that I went as this huge centerman without fighting. And then all that came in and I had to change everything. Like I went to be a winger. 
but it was either that or, or, or play a secondary role. And I knew I, I was secondary centerman to Lanks, but Bob said, you know, you're, you're a little bit bigger. You, you get a little bit more fights, you know, you, you give him some room out there and you're a good passer. He said, you know, where it is, you can put the puck in the net. Uh, this was Bob Lauks. He hadn't seen me the year before. I had 16, you know, not that I couldn't, but to, you know, I'd led my junior A team in scoring. He's like, you know, it's time to, time to start scoring a little bit more. So now I got put on left wing with Lanka. I'd never played it, but I've, the Western League, you kidding me? Those defensemen coming in, hitting you. Not easy to get breakout passes and skate into the neutral zone in the Western League at the time. I didn't get hit a lot. Like, the, like I said in my book, I'd fight before I'd hit. People say, oh, what's worse? I'm telling you right now, I'd way rather, way rather a punch in the face than have Brendan Witt or fucking Michael Sikora or fucking any of those guys, or Sheldon Surrey, Chara, Eric Brewer. I only met, that's five guys. I'm only on two teams there at Tacoma and Prince and fucking Kamloops were the best junior team ever. And Strudwick and fucking Tyson Nash. Jesus Christ. Jason Holland. Rob Skurlak, Bob Westerby, Chris Murray. Anyway, it was just, I, I didn't like getting lit up. I didn't like getting hit, but I, I knew that I, when I got Lankow, the puck, he was magic. It was unbelievable. And, and we had a real, we, we clicked. Uh, and it's not always clicking in the offensive zone. Getting it out of the zone, I've, I just, I've played with certain guys that are close, but oh my God, it was this guy good. So like, and I, I wasn't as good of a centerman as Lankow, and I started to realize that by the routes he was taking, I was going, man, why, don't, why didn't I take those routes when I played center? But I would go get the puck wherever I would be on the, you know, you're breaking out, if you're a fan of hockey, if, if you're not, fast forward five minutes, but... Um, you know, so you get the breakout. So I'm a left winger. So I quickly realized, like, I don't want to be too close to the blue line because I'm going to get corked, and I would. Right? You get there, there's a point you got to look back and get the puck, and then you, as you're skating forward, and if defensemen see that, especially ones again like Brendan Witt, the best hitter I saw that year, um, and Michael Sakura was a great hitter too, uh, and and they were on my side. So like, I I couldn't come out of the zone. I was always wary about them. So I started to come down lower. If you come down to the hash mark or even lower on the breakout, what are you going to do now? If they come down, they'll take themselves out of the play. But everybody was so hungry for the hit at the time. I didn't mind sacrificing. So I'd go down. But before I got, you know, I'd take the puck, say, on the hash mark. But there was a point that you could fish them in. Even go slightly above the hash mark, and then wit comes down. There's a point that, like, just like Dion Phaneuf, you know, those, Scott Stevens, those kind of D that see what's going to happen. So I'd know that if I go far enough out, he's going to pinch. At least, at least half the time, he's going to pinch. So I'd just like kind of lay it off the wall, or I'd let it go between my legs while he pinched. And Lanks would always be in mid-fucking stride. He timed it perfectly, and he would be coming out of the zone. So if one of those guys bit, Lanks would get the puck. So I, a lot of my assists came from my own end. You know what I mean? Because we just – and whoever it was, we always had a different right winger for reasons of – Injury more than anything that particular year. We had Dean Tilchin, we had Dorian Anik, we had Rob Butts, great wingers, not hard to play with. So whoever it was over there. And Lanks had this way about him, like you stay over there. He'd get the puck and then he'd either fire it all the way across the ice or he'd keep going. And he was dangerous. And usually that D would be in with me, right? He took himself out of the play. So at best, it was another forward back. And if the D didn't come down, then I get the puck and I break out. Right? I'm not so bad with the biscuit either. But if I got time, then I go, and then Lankow does his route, and he comes across, and usually I'd hit him in the neutral zone or I'd dump it around to the other guy. But we just – and we knew that. We didn't have to say it, not once. 
We knew it. And then once we got in the zone, once we got in the zone, we were dangereux. I mean, fucking, I just knew exactly where he was going to be when he was going to be there. When you can start making no-look passes, it's a dangerous thing for the team and the coach and the turnovers. But when you start doing it and you're not turning it over, it becomes this, you're in sync. Um, symbi- what is it called? Symbiosis in nature when one thing needs the other. and uh, You know what I mean? I believe from my one biology course 10 years ago in university. Um, but anyway, that's the way it was with Lanks. Uh, I love how I just digress. We're talking about fucking Canada. But anyway, so this is fucked. But the next year, so my 17-year-old year, and Lanks's draft year, he was born late, late birthday. Draft goes by September, but whatever. In our draft years, for lack of a big explanation. So we're young players. We're in our draft years. But it's a lockout year, 94, 95. So all the NHLers came back. So we were having our best junior years in our draft, we had two years of junior left each. Oh, he had one. I had two. And he was first in the league in scoring. He was leading the league, and I was fourth. World Junior Camp comes, and the year before, I got three out of five MVPs on the fucking under-17 part of it. So doing the math, if you were to look down, you would think we should have gotten invited to World Junior Camp, but I, I really wasn't offended. I didn't because it was a lockout year. So, like, Darcy Tucker came back. Um, you know, these are the guys that were 18, 19 that could have been in the NHL maybe because, you know, they ended up being and, – and some guys already were. Tux at least was – I think he was playing junior. I don't know that Montreal would have – he was sixth round. He could have, though. Could have made it. He was tenacious uh, and it turned out to be a great NHLer. But anyway, like, you know, like Jeff O'Neill, like uh, uh, Jeff Friesen, uh, Marty Murray, uh, Alexander Dague for fuck's sakes. Brian McCabe, Jamie Allison, all these guys, and now those last two are D, but what I'm saying is that all those guys would have been in the NHL. So the very year that we're having this fucking unbelievable year, I mean, you know, Ryan Smith, there you go. I was five or six points ahead of Ryan Smith in the WHL scoring race. I played the same position as Ryan Smith, right? I I might even have been like fucking 20 points ahead of him. I don't really remember. I finished the year five points ahead of him. I know that. He had 510. But you know, but he, he would have been in the NHL. He made Edmonton and they had a lockout. But I'm not in any, you know, I knew, even though I'm like, whatever, five, 10 points ahead, whatever the fuck I was, I know I was ahead. I still didn't have it in my mind that I should be on this team ahead of Ryan Smith. You know what I mean? Um, okay, I'm going to take this mic out now because I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this. So we're going to go back to just the computer. Okay. Um, so, and I hope you can hear me. Here, I'm going to pause. Hold on. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, I guess feedback. Let me know what sounds better. Um, this is just a computer, Mike. So anyway, yeah, Langs and I were great together. That lockout happened. So like that year we didn't go. It was unfortunate because we were fucking ripping it up. And if the, all the NHLers made it, we would have had a chance. I mean, how could you not? How could you not take the number one scorer in the Western Hockey League, it's a junior tournament, and take his winger that's three points behind him in the scoring race? Um, right? And it goes for the other leagues. It was the only year that I remember, and at the time it was the only time that each league, someone in their draft year won the scoring. Again, your draft year. Connor McDavid and them, but you know, usually it's an 18, 19, or 20-year-old. 
We had three, not two years, fuck, I thought we had, th- I had three years of junior left if I wanted to play an overage. So to get those stats at 17 was fucking crazy. But again, we, we couldn't really do much about it. So man, that year went by. Now, now that's when we got drafted. So I go eighth, Lanks goes fifth. Now all these guys make the NHL and it's, I'm another year older. So I think for sure now I got to make the fucking world junior team. At least I got to go to camp, right? I know I'm, I don't want to sound cocky either. I knew who I was fucking playing against though, right? Like half the guys are my direct rivals. And if points, what you're talking about, an all-around game, I don't know, I'm reading my hockey card. I'm looking at the stats. I'm playing against these guys. I'm not trying to be cocky when I say this, but I thought I was going to make the World Junior Team. Yeah. So, and the camp was in Montreal with the Rocket Richard, Maurice Richard Arena. And so obviously me and Lanx are playing together. I'm sure they want to see what we could do. And we're doing all right, man. We're doing all right. And um, I remember sitting in the room and this, uh, I was sitting right next to Jeff O'Neill with Overdrive, uh, TSN Overdrive now. And uh, same then, he's sarcastic, good guy. I was playing the tunes, if you can believe it. Now, this is the tournament in the summer, the, the tryout. So, like, half the guys were already on the team the year before. You know, like Redden, for example. Uh, Eric Fischow's bunch. Or, um, yeah, maybe. In any case, you know, there's a lot of 19-year-olds that were there the year before. And I was doing the tunes for some reason. I always did that. And I remember him loving the, Jeff loving the quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. Funny, I remember certain things. Anyway, what happened was it was in Montreal. Now, guy picking the team, Marcel Como. He coached in Tacoma, which is in my division. He's not only in my league. There's three major junior leagues in Canada. WHL, OHL, Quebec Major Junior League. Within those leagues, I don't know how many divisions are in each. We have three out there, West, Central, East. Furthest East being Brandon, furthest West being Seattle, Vancouver. Red Deer, we were in the Central, okay? You know your geography, now you picture that. So Como wasn't only coaching in the Western League. He was coaching not only in my division of the Western League. He was one of the American teams. It was only us um, in the Western League at the time we had us, Tacoma, which is now Kelowna, but we had Tacoma, Seattle, Portland. Portland's in Oregon. Seattle, Washington. Tri-Cities, Washington. Spokane, Washington. And Tacoma. Now, Tacoma's now in Kelowna, I think, like I just said. So, but at the time, he, so he coached in my division, and he was in my state. Like, in our division was Kamloops, Prince, Prince George. Um, and they were... In our, yeah, like I said, in our vision. So he knew very well how I played, and I played well against Tacoma. He also tried out, oddly enough, for the Minnesota Fighting Saints in 1972, 1973, and my dad made the team, and he didn't. Did my dad make it ahead of him? I, I don't think so. I don't think they were going for the same position. Do I think that I didn't get picked because of that? A thousand percent no, because what I did was embarrassing. I'm just saying. It was just funny part of the story. But... My dad making the Fighting Saints and him not. And dad never told me that. I, I just assumed it. I think someone told me that he tried out for the Minnesota Fighting Saints in 72, 73, and that was the year that my dad played there. But no, I never, and I'm not, I'm not connecting those dots. I'm saying it's a, it's a really, really kind of coincidental part of the story. Um, so, and he's seen me play. He knows that, anyway. So I go out there, and Dan Cloutier was on the team the year before. He's a goalie. 
He's a goalie that likes to fight. He's a bit fucking wonky. So I'm standing in front of me, slashes me. Now, in the CHL All-Star game, which happened in my draft year, so just the year before, the, in, in January, during the year I just told you about that Langston I had, the CHL All-Star game was in Kitchener, and I was a virtual unknown in that game because, again, all these juniors and stars, guys who played World Junior. Me and Langston, not a lot of guys knew it, but we made it. We made it ahead of McGinley, like and Dome. Like, we made the All-Star team because we were having a great year. So, anyway, in that game, I had the best goal of my life. It just happened to be in the biggest game, one of the biggest games of my life to this point, to that point, definitely. It was a televised CHL All-Star game. No, no prospect game. It was an All-Star game. We combined with Quebec to play Ontario because it was in Ontario. I went end-to-end end anyway, and I went roof on Cloutier. I didn't even really celebrate. I mean, I was happy, and I did, but I didn't – not to mock him. Anyway, I'm guessing that's why he's mad. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I've never seen him before. I'm not playing physical at, at, at all. I might have thrown a hit. I, I'm really or, – or two. It's like the first second game. I remember saying to myself, like, do I play like the Western League or do I play like they do in the World Junior? I could, I could do both. I don't have to be out there lugging around. I mean, I skating, I'd say, was – they might say on my scouting report was what I had to work on, but it's not like I couldn't get there. Agility for sure. But like I said, in these world tournaments, I was doing all right. You know, you got to be able to skate to play against everybody I've been playing. So I really didn't feel it as a hindrance, but I was almost going out of my way not to be physical. So because of, you know, it's world junior. I want to be on the fucking team. John Slaney's goal is one of the biggest moments of my life. I'm a Newfoundlander, 1991, man, look it up, Saskatoon. Really wanted to be on the team. So he slashes me again. I turn around. I said, Dan, do it again. I'm going to crack my fucking stick off in your stomach. Well, by fuck, he does it again. Now, you got to remember here. I know it's World Junior Camp, but we're in Montreal. They just drafted me. Montreal drafted me like July 8th. This is like July 22nd. Like it's right after it. So... I'm thinking now, like, you keep your fucking stick to yourself, and now I'm starting to think NHL again. In my head, it's going through there. At some point, like, I know it's World Junior and yada, yada, yada. It's all great. But these guys drafted me, and I want them. I was in the process to get in the contract. My bonus was $1.25 million just a few months later. So I'm, I want to give them what they want. I want to set myself up for life. I want a Stanley Cup. I want to play on the Canadians. I really do want to be on the world junior team, but you know, that's one and done. I got to think logically. Did I need to fight? No, I fucking didn't. But in my head, I'm just saying my reasoning was that I'm, I'm also auditioning for the Montreal Canadians. I'm looking up, right? There's fucking 10 of them. Pierre Mondu, Doug Robinson. They're all right there looking at me. So anyway, I said, do it again. I'm going to fucking break my stick off in your chest. He does it again. Boom. I fucking spear him. Like I'm a fucking gladiator, Roman gladiator. Boom, boom, I do it again. I fucking crack my stick off with the first one. Wood sticks. <laughs> Second one, I fucking spear him with the fucking end that's broken off. So, I mean, it would have been a 50-game suspension, but I don't even know if everybody saw that part of it, right? Because he's doing it and just standing there. It wasn't like it was central to the play. I think the point man had it. I was standing in front. Actually, why would I be standing in front if that wasn't the case? Anyway, Jason Droig turns around, and he fucking does what you're supposed to do in hockey. He's a defenseman. I'm hitting his goalie. But, you know, it's World Junior. I mean, tryouts. But now you don't even do that when someone does it to your team. Then it was a tryout. It was just you you, you got to go. So Doig goes. Now I'm fighting both of them. So I'm fighting Doig. I'm fighting Cloutier. 
I, so I think I cut my knuckle or something, but it looked really bad because blood's going. And I remember the, the picture in the paper the next day said like, our, our, our best in the West is a beast from the East or something like that. And I, it showed me with two fingers up, like telling fucking Cloutier to go fuck himself. The guy, the camera guy was right behind the net like you would be. It just looked, it looked like I was some kind of barbarian. And I'm, I'm a first round pick to Montreal, but now the Habs didn't make the playoffs that year. And fans kind of want, you know, the return of like Chris Nyland type guys. That's why Turner Stevenson, Chris Murray, right? Tucker, we're all bubbling in the system there. So, and this is before like Michelle Therrien or anything. So they're like, they just picked me. So they want me. So they're loving it. So I come off, I'm really down. They kicked me right out of camp, by the way. So Como comes down and just says, take your, and dad was there with me. Como comes out and says, take your shit off to me and Kluche. Kluche was on the team the year before they kicked him out of camp. And I don't think he made it again. I think this particular year it was it was Theodore and maybe Fisho, but I don't Martin B. Ron, maybe. He made it one year. In any case, I could be wrong. I know they kicked him out of camp. I think he didn't make the team. It's rare for a goalie to make it at 18 and not 19. I think that was the case. Again, check it amongst yourselves. But um anyway, yeah. So and Joy got kicked out. He was a great defenseman, played in Washington after a while. Um See, skating was his thing too, but he, he'd been a star right up to that point. I don't think he made the team. He might have made it the next year because, again, we had another fucking year. So that happens. But I was really down. And I think I was even – I would never let anybody know when I'm out there being a tough guy, but I think I was sobbing like in the stall. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Play my way off the world junior team because I knew my stats were good enough. They could say what they fucking wanted about my, my skating too. It, it wasn't just regular season playoffs. Came and me and Lanks, me and Lanks finished second in playoff scoring, and we didn't make the final. Um, and we tied with, I think we tied with Darcy Tucker. We just came second because of goals. And I could be wrong there. Check it out in any four and eight five playoffs. I know we both had seventeen, uh, twenty-seven points though in seventeen games. Lanks and I both, but we both had twelve goals and fifteen assists. In any case, um, so not only that, so that happened now. This killed me because I got kicked out of camp and like you would, Lanks made it. Jason Padola made it. My buddy playing in Spokane. But again, I'm not saying I'm any better than Podes. And he was right wing. They needed right shot. Just saying, he's my peer. We were owned by the same agency. I'm a first round pick. He played in Spokane just up the road. We played them 10 times a year. I'm looking at guys going, fuck, like Podes. And Podes played a lot. I'm like, couldn't have been on the fourth line or even taxi squad. I, I wouldn't have cared if I put on my gear. I just would be part of it. I've gone to tournaments, trust me, in ball hockey's comes to mind my first couple that barely played you're on a, you're on a fucking world championship team who cares um but uh anyway so the fucking next year happens now if i don't deserve that you're fine but i'm coming now to be a 19 year old now two years ago you could have made the case for me to be on there i didn't no offense to some of my buddies i remember danny cleary had some problems off the ice he was in camp for four years. I still think he should have made it, but you know there was off ice issues. Probably why he didn't. He'd tell you that himself. Cleaned himself off after. I'm just saying. I didn't have those, so I'm looking at it now at 19. I don't get invited to camp in the summer, and I'm thinking, holy fuck! Like I didn't. It was a fight, man. I was. I was instigated. I'm sure. Like before I left, I told everybody, like I'm sorry. I'm also auditioning for the Habs. I couldn't believe that they didn't invite me to camp. The next year as a 19-year-old. It's funny, too, because I'd end up... Anyway, not, not, not only did they not invite me to camp, 
in the summer, I'm talking, that the year starts and I make the Montreal Canadiens. Now, of course, I'd had a bit of a concussion the year before, but they didn't know that. No one really knew it. And by the time the tournament, I would have been fine to play. So even though that was going on, no one knew it. All they knew is that I made the Montreal Canadiens. I'm not saying I would have been stupid, but, you know, it, by the time the tournament came, it was gone. I'm saying in September, when the camp would have been, I was having some, some post-concussion syndrome, but, like, they didn't invite me, which is a slap in my face, but I knew. I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I can kind of use the time. But by the time I got to Montreal, again, I made the halves. I didn't have any stats. At Christmas, I'd only played four games, but I was, on the, I was in the NHL. I didn't even get invited to the winter camp. That blew me away. It's winter. It's I'm 19. To this point, I've always been a star. I got to be honest. For my age. And I'm going, what is the problem? I get it. But I just made the Montreal Canadiens. How can that happen and not get an invite to a 40-odd man camp? What the fuck is going on? I called my agent. It was Gretzky's agent. He couldn't believe it either. So. I remember just, and it's so hard, right? You, it's such a hard thing because you can't cheer against Canada. It's different if it was your fucking rec league team and you got an argument with one of the boys. But I'm watching the tournament. I never could. I mean, I've got popcorn. I'm clinching the fucking, you know, remote, whatever. I remember watching it from my couch, but it was just a tough time. I knew I should have been on the team. I couldn't cheer against Canada. And I had to watch it because I'm a hockey fan. It was a fucking hard game to watch. And, of course, they won it. <laughs> they won it both years. All three years I didn't make it, they won it. Um, now, years later, I would get one. It's no different. I got three in ball hockey. And fucking honestly, I swear to you, it's a world championship. It's the best in the world. There's not as much fanfare, but I don't consider it much different. I really don't. I'm not trying to make myself feel better either, but that felt bad. But the, fun, the funny thing is, man, the funny thing is I knew I was going back to junior, right? There's the, the way they do it. I was 19. I couldn't get sent down to the American league or else I would have been. That was the year Tucks was in his first year pro, R.C. Tucker. And he, I think he was age rookie of the year, 90 odd points, 92, maybe 93. I'm not looking at it. You guys look that up. Um, I just remember going through that process. And uh, so I don't make it. They win gold again. And Rajon Hull sends me back to junior. I know I'm going, right? I know I'm going. It's all good. Uh, not before watching Marilyn Mew, the Marilyn Mew on my birthday, January 14th, I believe. Um, I put my I had my gear on, right? I was on the bench. I didn't get a shift. I'm not counting those as games played. And I'm not upset. It was just guys were hurt. And um, maybe I wasn't ready. They wanted me there to practice is the point. I wasn't there to help Montreal. I was there to practice and learn from the guys. And I knew I was going back to junior. Anyway, I saw Lemieux get four goals. It was magical. Front row seats, right mid-bench, grocery sticking. But uh, went back to junior. I get to junior. And they put me with my old buddy, B.J. Young, or uh, rest in peace. You guys know Tyson I, I helped raise. That's B.J.'s son. So I go there. B.J.'s my buddy already from Tri-Cities. He'd been traded as well a couple of years before. I went there. B.J. goes from 38 goals to 58. Just in the final 16 games. I only play the final 16 games of the year in red there. I get 13 goals and fucking, well, how many? 20, 23. I had 35 points. So I must have had 22 assists. In 16 games, I had 35 points. 
16 goals and they don't, I, I can't make the fucking team. And then the playoffs happen and I led the goal scoring in the playoffs. This sounds like one big fucking personal fucking pat on the back. I don't give a fuck anymore. First of all, if you're listening, you're listening. These are stories that happened to me. and I don't really give a fuck. Just saying it now because I know I'm going to get them. People weighing me down on Instagram with fucking bullshit I don't need. I got like 60 book orders on there, family and friends. And then I get people, you, know, you said this. Go fuck yourself. Put your mask on on your videos. I know what I'm doing. We're in Newfoundland. We got like fucking never had more than fucking a handful of active cases. What you see is not always what you fucking get. Anyway, I go off. Um. What am I going at? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went back. So, in the fucking playoffs, and still, if, if you, there's somewhere, I think it's elite prospects. If you type in like all time goal scoring leaders in the playoffs in the, in the, in, in a year, actually, all time single season, uh, goal scoring records, I'm like fifth. It's still in the top five, 18. And I didn't make the final. Patrick Marlowe was on Seattle, man. Patrick Marlowe started his journey the next season, but he was on Seattle and Lethbridge beat us in the final. In the, in the east side. So Lethbridge played Seattle in the final for the Western League, and Lethbridge ended up losing to Hull, I believe, in the Memorial Cup final. But, yeah, at 18 goals in 16 playoff games. So then 16, 16, 32 games. At 18 plus 16, I believe, was it? Or, yeah, in, eight, in, in, in 32 total games, I had like 33 goals. That's on pace in the Western League for 70, mid-70s goals. I did not get even picked for an invite to the World Junior Team. I don't want to insult anybody, but if you just look at who was on the team, I know a couple of guys that were invited. I'm going, holy fuck, who did you blow? Um, but it remains my fault because I know and they know and everybody else knows that really the reason is, even if I think it's too harsh, I get kicked out of camp for acting like a fucking moron in World Junior Camp, right? And they held it against me. And as I sit here and tell you the story, I'm really not all that bitter. I, I, I might sound it. Is that, I'm talking like myself at the time. There's no way. At the time, I'm telling you, you're a kid and you got to sit there and you made the Montreal Canadiens and you got to watch the World Junior Team go out and win. You can't argue when they win, right? What are they going to say? I should have been on the team. Yeah, well, we won. Well, we, you, you be on it so we win by more or? Are you saying, well, maybe you're on it, we lose, right? So I, I didn't have a leg to stand on. Just one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. I love the World Junior Tournament. I had to fucking watch the thing. And I'm going like, you know, everybody they were playing against, I played against, right? Like Brian Burrard, for example, like we used to battle at those under 17. And, and I, I did play some under 18 exhibition games. Canada, I just heard. But I knew them, right? And they're, so I'm watching the fucking tournament going just a year and a half ago. I was player of the game three times out of five against these players. I'm back in, in junior getting, in some cases, triple the stats. I know you'd say, well, so-and-so is a defensive specialist, but I was being groomed that way as well. You know what I mean? Like eighth overall in one season, and then two years later, I don't get picked. But that's – I've done that a lot, and that's what it is, man. People are out there. You talk about anxiety and depression and whatever. Like I brought that on myself. That anxiety that I get, a lot of times I get it because I did it to myself. And that year, and that took a while, man. 
to to learn how to it, it, it's not all just discipline off the ice and you know people say hockey discipline they think it means don't take a penalty when you're out there and off the ice working out it's not just that though it's for me a long time it was reacting to refs to fans earlier and i was never too far away from getting a water bottle and fucking throwing it right in the fucking grill of some fan that was chirping me over the glass you know what i mean or i was never too far after the getting on the bus people chirping from fucking just I used to say sometimes to the guys, I'll have my beers on the bus as we're leaving. I don't want to have them in the room, so I'll fucking take someone out out there. Um, and it's, 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 it's having, just not thinking about your emotions, you know, and it spills over into regular life. It's been a crutch. It certainly has. I, I think for the most part, once you get over it, you, you get over it. I think anybody who's competed against or, or referees that have worked with me, for the last 10 or 15 years, 10 or 12. When I do snap, I'll go up and I'll, I'll shake a hand afterwards, right? Sorry about that. I made it a habit after a bunch of my early stuff. I'm saying reps just because it's an easy target. Reps are at you and you, they piss you off. You're not always not getting picked for teams, but I just mean in the situation that, they, they, you know, that attitude got me out of Montreal, guys. That attitude got me a one-way ticket out, right? Had I not, I, do I think I should have made the Canadians and played longer? Yes. Do I think you give a, a first round pick a hundred games to fail? Most definitely. I most definitely do. I think I kind of got the shaft a little bit, but did I play it out? They wanted me to come back. I played out my first contract, but they invited, they offered me another contract. 10% raise. I don't think they were very confident. They wanted me to be a leader in the minors. They raised on who's word and we'll call you up with injuries. And I, I didn't take that. I should have taken it. Aaron Ashton took it. Matt Higgins took it. He got traded you know, amongst others, but they were in my direct position, Gordy Dwyer at that time. And I didn't go to camp, right? Cause I was pissed off. Um, so that quick temper has often bit me. Now, when I talked, I will say this because I'm not always a loose cannon. And again, I think in recent years I could be used as an example. Uh, I, 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 talk to the reps after whenever a player, you know, I'm saying, cause I still play senior hockey. I still, um, and that's like high level of senior whereby the Allen cups to go each game in the room, put it this way. It's not the kind of league where you have beers before the game. It's nothing like that. It's real. It's like semi-pro, right? We get, um, a lot of guys get compensated. That's a long story. It's just the easiest way I can put it. And the herders a big deal. Our Newfoundland senior amateur championship. And we're playing usually to go to the Allen cup, which is the Canadian championship. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying I'm still in these positions and you see young guys come in and, and, and you, you know, you just, you see that they might have a quick temper and, and, and you want to work with that because like Wayne Halliwell said, Wayne Halliwell used to be, he must not used to be, he was a sport. He is a sports psychologist, but he worked with the Habs. I don't know if he still works with them directly. I've talked to him since I left the Habs a couple of times, <laughs> but he was a great <laughs> I say like therapist, but just a great guy to talk to. He's a psychologist within the game. And, uh, you know, there's psychologists and then there's sports psychologists and then there's guys that work with hockey players. And he actually worked with the world junior team I just talked about. It wasn't just the Habs. He worked with a bunch of people. I assume he still does. Great guy. But, you know, he used to say that. Give me some great advice. And, yeah, he, you know, he – as far as anxiety, you know, he would often 
make me feel more centered. And, and uh, you know, of course, you're getting a bit of anxiety the first round pick for the Habs. Um, you know, this isn't a normal circumstance. Uh, he would often say, if you take that energy, that bad energy, because I'd tell him, I'm like, Wayne, I snap at the ref. Or, you know, I told Reggie, I told Mike Michel Therrien, for example, to go fuck himself. I never said that to Rajon Hall. I didn't agree with Rajon Hall. What, what, on some things, mainly my career, but I certainly got respect for him and I don't have anything bad to say about him. He was probably right. I probably did need time. I just, uh, I thought you, I, I thought I deserved the chance to play earlier, but that's here nor there. I don't blame anybody other than myself, but, and I hated Michelle Terry and I just wanted out, but that had nothing to do with my abilities or anything. Michelle Terry was my coach in the minors and he played me, right? People think, oh, he drove me away from hockey, but not from like my goal, of, you know, within the Canadians. I, I just wanted out of the Montreal Canadians um, because of tearing. But I made the choice to not go back to camp. That was largely due with not getting an opportunity or, or, or what I thought at the time. It was definitely a little bit to do with Terry not enough to blame on him, though. Not enough to blame on him. I chose not to go back to camp. It's my own fault. Anyway, holy fuck, how long have we been going? I've just been digressing. But anyway, um, I got to get out of here soon. But Alex Newhook, Dawson Mercer, Canada, great job at the World Juniors. Um, honestly, they were going like a knife through butter, so everybody seems to be disappointed today. I mean, I'm disappointed, but the point I was trying to get at there at first was – I knew after some of those tournaments that I'd done myself a service. We hadn't won, and it really bothered me. It used to bother me for a day or two. I wasn't the type to, like, get right on the bus and have fun, even though I'm loosey-goosey. It would really – I was a sore loser, and I knew not to say anything for a couple of days after because I might say the wrong thing. The least interviews as possible. I don't want to talk to anybody in a position of authority. I just – I knew myself. So it really bothered me. But when, when I came to, to accepting it, I remember going, you know, did I have a good tournament? That was the next question. Okay, we didn't win. Now, did I play well? And in, in, I think most players on Canada, I can't really say anybody didn't. They, they had some bad luck and they got played. They ran into a great team at the right time. Timing's everything. U.S. played fucking unreal. They got some great players. Do I think Canada's better? Yes, I still think Canada would win. A four out of seven, I do. Maybe that's me being Canadian, but I just watch. I don't think they did much wrong. There was a few plays that might have seemed selfish as, as it was ticking down. Guys that I love, like Cousins, and there's a couple of demons. Forget the one. I'm not going to say it because I'm not sure if he made this mistake. But they, they tried to get it up the ice a little bit much and like themselves. But I think they were just trying to do it for the team. It wasn't selfishness. What I used to like to do at that point, and I had some great coaches, and Bob Lauks used to call timeout and go, guys, I'm not telling you to take a penalty. Don't do that. And I'm not even telling you to embellish. But he said at this point, either carry it with speed or dump it in the corner. The most possibility for physicality, for contact, because we need to draw a penalty. And he's like, you know, you're down by two with six minutes left. Back then, you could call for an illegal stick. We'd often try that. But I remember, like, having it in my head. And, again, I fucking hate players that dive consistently. I, I know I've done it. It's, it's reaction sometimes. But we were never – any team I was on, I don't ever remember saying, let's go for the dive. But you'd go – if we dump it in or we carry it with speed rather than fuck around on the perimeter – the chances for them to take a penalty. Of course, for us to take a penalty more as well, they go up. But we need a power play. It's two to nothing, not one to nothing. 
And I thought maybe they could have done that a little bit more, but I mean, we're splitting hairs. We're splitting hairs. They hit the post inches away. Would have been a different game at the end if it's two to one, obviously, right? So I just want to say that, but the Mercer and Newhook particular, because they're from Newfoundland, and the last time we had two Newfoundlanders on the team would have been early 90s, I'm thinking with Slaney and Norris. But, wait, Norris, John Slaney. Um, and we've had players. We've had Luke Adam. We've had Harold Druk. And, oh, God, I'm forgetting somebody, and I don't want to. I'm sorry. We must have. But um, I'm saying that you guys did yourself proud. You, you played well, both of you in particular. Again, I can extend this to the whole umbrella of the Canadian team. But you guys really did well, man. And if I'm Colorado, where Alex is drafted, or I'm Dawson Mercer's team, the New Jersey Devils, I'm fucking salivating. What a job, boys. I was sitting here, man, so proud. I had goosebumps. When, when the U.S. won, I had goosebumps. And it was weird. It was like I was reliving loss. But silver ain't bad at a world tournament. We're, we're so spoiled in Canada. My first world tournament in, in ball hockey, well, like I said, in ice hockey, I went through a few. I just told you about one of them. I never won one. I didn't win one until ball hockey. And, uh, but I remember losing. Fuck Bobby Hauser in the United States. 2009 and it was the worst feeling then a few days later i'm like you know i silver medal 2007 11 sorry fuck but you know silver medal in a world tournament and it looks great i gotta say and then i want a bronze in 13 so there you go and i got the bronze now silver and the gold and it doesn't look bad to be honest with you and i i look back you know, I used to think of it as that you lose the gold, but I really do look at it now like winning silver. Uh, I don't think of that before the game, but after the game for sure, because it's a, it's a grueling, it's not just a grueling tournament. It's a grueling life being a hockey player and getting to those goals and getting the chance to get on stage and finally you're there. And 60 minutes is going to make or break all that working, all that fucking mental abuse and hardships and moving away and going to, prep school and then junior and then college or whatever it might be and hundreds of games and hundreds of practices and all your buddies and all that time playing ball hockey and stick hockey and, and, and street hockey and getting those fucking getting your buddies out with freezing and fucking winter, getting street hockey gear on and just all of the, and going to, to tournaments with friends and family and all those medal games and all those playoff games and all those all Newfoundlands and, Atlantic tournaments and chowder cups and you know for all of that work and dedication and love for the game to be undone because of a 60 minute bounce of a puck fuck that it's winning the fucking silver I'll say that until I'm fucking dead um so congrats guys and individually you both your your, your stock went through the roof and you know what else I'll get into everything else later I got nothing else to say um, right now hopefully I'll have an episode um, I really don't know I hope the audio has been okay this has been Tales with Tierra happy fucking new year everybody cheers cheers